The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy. And with me as always is the other host of the show. Tag. Hey, what is going on? Not a whole lot. What you know, like what's up with you? You just just yeah, you can just go. Oh, 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 okay. <clears throat> and on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Tack, as you know, mm-hmm. we break it down with our bad selves. We gifted a nifty, nice, new, cool-looking pool table to mm-hmm. have and enjoy, only to, to only to donate this expensive thousand-pound gift in the end to a charity, even though we love it and are really good at it. All for you, the listener. Mm. That bothered me. On, <laughs> on today's episode, we look at season five, episode twenty-one, entitled "The Hustler." If you haven't watched this episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make it a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Paramount Plus and <laughs> Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. That just felt weird. Yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I remember uh, I think one of my older brothers used to read like a pool magazine, you know, like a billiards magazine. Yeah. It was it was called Hustler. Like, <laughs> some, yeah. Well. Oh wait, I just caught what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, neat. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> well, well, I got a text from my daughter at the same time I was kind of reading it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh wait, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> so, how was your week? Good, yeah. not too bad. How about yours? Well, I started a new job, Jimmy. <laughs> you did? I did. Tell and us all about it. <laughs> well, uh, so for the past year, almost a year and a half, I've been working in a call center, working from Correct. home most of the time. Yep. So basically, my day is filled with sitting at my desk all day in my room, on the phones all day long, and then I get up, get off of work, and then mm-hmm. I go and sit out there on the couch for the rest of the night. And okay. that's how, that's, that's, if anybody's looking to gain weight, this is how you do it. Okay. That works. <laughs> and that, also, if you're shooting to like get like zero exercise, also the best way to do it too. Right on. So over the past year, year and a half or whatever, I... uh Put on weight and uh, just got completely out of shape. And uh, so now with this new job, I'm going to be um, hustling for FedEx. <laughs> See what I did there? Right on. <laughs> so mm. doing delivery driver. And so I started that on um, Saturday. And I went out with somebody because like, you know, I'm a trainee. So I went out on a truck all day and everybody was like, got to make sure you have water. Make sure you have water. It's hot out there. You know, we live in Florida. It's hot. Yep. And I thought I was going to die a few times, Jimmy. I really <laughs> did. 
Like I am so out of shape and just the direct sun and the heat and like jumping on and off the, you know, the trucks don't have air conditioning. So, and it's so hot. I really thought I was going to pass out or faint or die, you know, and I was just like, it was a sad day, but. Well, they have uh, like windows and stuff, right? Or not? Well, yeah, we got the big FedEx trucks where you got the doors all the way open and stay open all day, you know? So when you're moving, you have a nice breeze. Um, Okay. Luckily, it's Florida in the summer, so we get rain a lot. Luckily, by the afternoon hit, um, really bad thunderstorm hit, which was awesome because it cooled everything down. It was so much better. Oh, my God. So much easier. (laughs) It was great. Um, It was even at one point because we were getting rained on, you know, going to houses, dropping packages. But I got a little chilly. (laughs) I was like, this is awesome. (laughs) Um, But the second day, I did better. And, you know, so... Starting in the uh, day after tomorrow, I'll be on my own truck, doing my own route. Oh, damn. And, uh, yeah. So, wish me luck. Well, hopefully they'll be uh, delivering them paychecks as fast as you're delivering them packages. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Right on. Hey, you know what uh, this episode, with this episode, you know what um, me and Mike have in common? What? It's the last time we'll be doing a series episode. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that doing. It. I'm like, this is the last synopsis I'm gonna do yeah. for the 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 regular Brady series, and I'm like, oh, that's Mike's last one. Oh, we're like brothers. Mm-hmm. But having said that, mm-hmm. we do have plans for next year. We have we have gotten with our producers next season, not next year. Yeah, for next. <laughs> I'm sorry, next season. We've gotten with our producers, and you know, you know, I learned a lesson a long time ago. Tech, what's that? I, I was interested in this one girl. Right. We talked. Oh God. Oh God. We talked, you know, and, and, yeah. you know, I, I'd like to think that it went further than that. Um, right. But you know what? I, I had to learn my lesson and I had to learn to just move on. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn to just, <laughs> yeah, to just forget about it and move, not forget about it, but just move on. Okay. I'm not talking about that bitch in high school. I'm talking about a girlfriend oh, okay. that I had at Ron John's. No, not, she can, okay. no, no, I'm not talking about her. Um, <laughs> can you repeat the question? Um, <laughs> so, so anyways, we've consulted our, our producers. Yes. And we have a battle plan going into next season. Mm-hmm. So do we want to let everybody in on that battle plan? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, do you want to? Sure. Drop me. Do you want me? Wait a minute. Do I need to drop a beat? Do I need to? (laughs) No, no, that was last week. That was last week. week? Okay. You're not going to do any more spitting of rhymes? I don't know, Jimmy. I want to be a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. That was actually Bobby saying that. Come on, Jack. Come on. (laughs) Deliver the news, man. Come on. Come on. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh. 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 So next season, no, I, I, I can't rap. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Good. So next season, we are going to move on from the Brady Bunch. We're going to go straight into our next show, which I know we've meant. Have we mentioned it to our regular listeners? We have. I don't know. But let's our, pretend like we didn't. Okay. Our producers know, but <clears throat> maybe yes. regular listeners don't know. So next season, we our next show that we're going to be doing. This may come as a surprise to you. It may not. But is we're going to move on to Gilligan's Island next yes. next season. But we have not forgotten the core of the show, which is Brady Bunch. So all the subsequent Brady stuff, i.e. Uh, the Brady Brides, we have a very Brady Christmas. Yep. We have, what else do we have, Jimmy? The Variety Series. 
<laughs> variety series. Yeah, Brady the cartoon. cartoon. Yep. And more importantly, the one I am most excited about: mm-hmm. <laughs> the parody movies. I am so excited about the parody movies. I almost want to do, I'm going to put it out now. I almost want to do a watch party with the parody movies. I'm not even <laughs> kidding. I'm that excited because I think me and you and some of our hardcore, li- not even our hardcore listeners, our listeners in general, because they all like the Brady Bunch. And I think some of the things that we've pointed out over the years, I think if we all watched the Brady, Bunch, like the, the parody movie, I think we would really get a lot of jokes that nobody else gets. I really feel that way. Exactly. And there's also other little things that we want to do as well with Brady Bunch extras. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So look forward to that. That'll be sprinkled throughout. Um, I'm hoping we can sprinkle it out throughout the rest of the podcast life. Well, like know? the way I look at it is, you know, we had talked to, to Hope. And one of the last, que- I think it was the last question we asked her was, do you think the Brady Bunch is done? Like, do you mm-hmm. think it's it's complete? And she said her dad used to say the Brady Bunch is a lot of things. But done is not one of them. Right. So having said that, like and having hearing her say that, um, like who's to say that they're not gonna reboot something or they're not gonna come out with another movie or they're not gonna come out with another mm-hmm. series or so exactly. So That's how I heard it. Yeah, I heard pretty she much got something in the plans. So things are right. Yeah. <laughs> so. so anyway, so that's our plan for next season. So let's we'll look forward to that. We're excited yep. about it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So next season you'll just have to sit right back and you'll hear a tale. <laughs> what kind of a tail? <laughs> well, like, usually like a curly one. Not like a cat, more like a monkey. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, oh, it's not a tale of a fateful trip. No, it's a monkey tail. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. So that was a lot to unpack mm-hmm. and a lot to unload. We should so probably take a break and let them. That's what I was going to say. We should yeah. probably take a break and let the people just sit back and go, absorb. Let me take a break while I sit back and listen about that book and, you know, an anchor promo. So, yeah. <laughs> so, in that case, um, we'll be back. Hey, movie fans! Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over 100 episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find Find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. And we are back. 
We Ooh. are back. So did you uh, did you do a little bit of unpacking in that break? I did. I took I, well. I took a moment to reflect and also to absorb all the information. Yeah, I, I took a couple of minutes to you know put away some silverware that we had in a box. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. This is, well, unpacking. Um, all right. So we look at season five, episode twenty-one, entitled "The Hustler." Mm. Look, I can't say that without sounding sleazy. The hustler, you know what I mean? It's just that kind of word. Anyways, let's get back into this. Some facts about the episode. It first aired March 1st, 1974. Mm-hmm. It's written by Bill Friedman and Ben Gershman. Mm-hmm. Directed by Michael Caine. Not, not but, that, not not that, that Michael Caine. Yeah. Not but Michael Caine. But you know if you say my cocaine, yeah. <laughs> you sound like Michael Caine saying his own name. So. Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. See, now everybody in their car is saying that. According to IMDb, <laughs> this is the final episode to feature Robert Reed as Mike. Reed mm. did not appear in the series finale. Yeah. Cindy wears the same blue plaid pants in each of the last four episodes. She mm. does wear a different shirt each time. Hmm. During the scene in the carport, boxes from Driscoll Toy Shop are clearly uh-huh. visible. Huh. In in season one, the store came up multiple times, especially in season one, episode 21. Excuse me. Especially in season one, episode 21, the hero in which mm-hmm. Peter saves a little girl from a falling shelf. Mm-hmm. Seems like that also happened this season. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to back Gilligan Island connections. This episode guest stars Jim Backus and the previous episode starred Natalie Schaefer. The mm-hmm. actors were Mr. and Mrs. Howell. Mm, Love her. Why don't they just cast her as Miss Matthews? Mrs. Matthews. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> According to Eight Ball on the Silver Screen, that was my nickname in high school, by the way. <laughs> Mike Lukenland did not make any of the shots in the dream sequence. <sighs> Furthermore, no one is credited as billiards consultant or stand-in. Hmm. So it sounds to me like he did. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. I wish they weren't a liar, Miss Eight Miss Eight Ball on the silver screen. You know, like a liar. <laughs> so, you ready to fade in? I'm so excited to fade in. Okay, I'm excited to fade in anyway. So here we go. We fade in. Oh, yeah. That was my last time saying that for this for the. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <clears throat> scene one. That was your last time saying scene one. That's true. Yeah. Mm. We open to see the boys in the driveway playing basketball with Oliver casually standing against the fence watching. That was your last time saying we open to see the boys in the driveway playing basketball with Oliver <laughs> casually standing against the fence watching. That's true. <laughs> Unless you put it in next week's synopsis. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah. They play for what seems like a long time until a car horn is heard honking and we see Oliver pointing down the driveway. Hmm. As the boys quit playing basketball, letting the ball roll into the yard... A truck backs into the driveway and stops. A man in a brown jumpsuit gets out and guides the truck in. As the boys step up to investigate what's going on, a second man walks up asking, Mike Brady live here? Greg confirms with a, that's right. The man shoves a clipboard into Greg's hands. Only after he signs it, does he ask, what am I signing for? Hmm. So that was kind of dumb. (laughs) The man says, these two crates. Peter asks, two crates of what? The man gets an attitude with Peter saying, we don't x-ray him, son. We just deliver him. Right? (laughs) Oliver responds with a, if you say so. 
Carol, Jan, Cindy, Alice, and Marcia all come walking out with Carol saying, what in the world is all this? Greg explains. <laughs> it's, it's more safe laundry detergent. <laughs> <laughs> Greg explains. The, it would have been funny if Greg was like, they don't x-ray it. That would have just been funny. <clears throat> Greg explains. The man said it's something for dad. Peter adds, but he doesn't know what it is. Cindy asks Carol, do you know what it is? Carol responds with, I didn't order anything that big. Alice adds, that crate is big enough to hold a dinosaur. Mm. Oliver gets logical, adding, not really. Most species of dinosaurs were well over 30 feet long. Jan, not seeing that he clearly made that up, says, Oliver, is there anything you don't know? <laughs> okay. Oliver quips, yeah. What's inside those crates? Mm. Nice. Yeah. Greg adds, and we don't know till we open them up. Alice adds, think of that on your own, did you? <laughs> Peter pipes up saying, I'll get a crowbar and a hammer. Carol, who obviously got a stern talking to after Sam's envelope fiasco, says, oh, no, Peter. Whatever is in those crates belongs to your father. He will open them. <laughs> See that shit? Bobby Wines asking, you mean we have to wait till dad gets home? Carol, who's misethical all of a sudden, <laughs> retorts, right. The men then begin to unload the crates. Yeah, Mike runs a tight ship around there, don't he? <laughs> Hell yeah. She knows what's up. She's like, oh no, me and Alice aren't doing that again. <laughs> um, I put weird shot of the backyard. Yeah, I'm I noticed to that too. What, yeah, was it? That's because okay. I, I had put something down too. I said, I wonder if the pool table is already in the carport. So they had to shoot the garage profile. Oh, that's a good point. Because if they cheated down a little bit at all, you would see the pool table sitting in the carport. Mm. Did you notice Oliver had like a fat lip? <laughs> when Greg has like a busted lip, they like cover it up and shit. But with it's Oliver, all over like, IMDb and shit. Yeah, <laughs> Oliver has a fat Oliver. lip. Everybody's like, ah, I don't know, he probably fell down. I don't fucking know. <laughs> fuck it, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Should we mention it? Like, why? Yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> Should we put makeup on it? Why? He don't wear make. He don't wear lipstick as a guy. All right. Um, why can't Oliver play? Like he's just standing against the fence. Like, like when when Bobby was that little, he played. Yeah, I don't know. And Maybe also, he's just Carol, kind of a pussy. Like, well, yeah. Also, <laughs> Carol is so freaking nosy. Oh my god! What? What's That's... in these? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just I really don't like Carol. Well, that is brand new information. <laughs> uh, scene two. Later in the day, we see the family all crowded in the driveway with Greg and Mike trying to open the crates. Carol eagerly says, come on, Mike, the suspense is killing us. Alice adds, I've already eaten 1,100 calories worth of fingernails. That's disgusting. <laughs> Why is she doing that? That's... Weird. Is it like a 70s fad diet or something? What's crazy is they weren't even her fingernails. <laughs> she's got like a bowl full. She got a little baggie <laughs> with a bunch of fingernails in them. She's just... <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> Marsha follows with, Dad, don't you have any idea what it is or who it's from? <laughs> Mike says... <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say, I, don't know, I was gonna say something really sarcastic and funny, but 
I can't think of good wording for it, but <laughs> anyway, but Mike actually says, I'm as much in the dark as the rest of you. Bobby getting excited says, hurry up. Come on. As Mike begins to get it open, he says, okay, stand back. It's coming. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't find a nickel every time I heard that. Wait, every time I said it. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. <laughs> As the crate opens up, it reveals a pool table. Greg says, hey, a pool table. <laughs> Peter follows it up and says, wow. As the boys gawk in excitement, Mike stands there pondering, finally asking, who'd send me a pool table? <laughs> well, first off, why is Carol whining like a baby when at the end of the day, spoiler alert, she literally asks them to take it back before she opens it? So Wait, why is what? she whining now about, oh, what's in it? Hurry up and open it. At the end of the episode, you don't even care. You ask him to take it back. No. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, if that was a real pool table slate, and you're probably a little bit more familiar with this than I am because you, you work around pool tables. Um, if that really was a pool table, that slate would weigh about 450 pounds. So I seriously doubt though they would be just standing there holding it up on its side at a 45 degree angle. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this pool tables weigh like a thousand pounds. Like they're not light by any stretch. So hmm. I, I looked it up. I Googled it. They said the average oh, weight of a gotcha. slate is 450 pounds. Damn. And two guys unloaded a thousand pound pool table from the back of a truck that was four feet off the ground. <laughs> so just because this is realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scene three in Mike's office, not his den. But his actual office, we yeah. see Thurston How. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, the old prospect. <laughs> damn it. I mean, Mr. Matthews asking, you go. do you like it? So mm, do, you, do, you, do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what he's like. Because <clears throat> he's so nerdy about all this. Um, <laughs> my completely lost asks, you know, like, do I like what? Mr. Matthews excitedly says, the pool table I sent you. I bought it with my gold. No. Um, Mike, looking relieved. <laughs> Mike, looking relieved, points and says, you're the one. Mr. Matthews, my wife and I were up half the night trying to figure out where it came from. Mr. Matthews, looking concerned, asks, you mean they didn't enclose the note that I wrote? A little poem I had in it. Mike shrugs and says, I don't know what to say. I mean, that's an extravagant gift. Mr. Matthews puts his hand on Mike's shoulder and says, well, don't be so modest, Mike. After all, those plans you drew up for the Whitley Project, they landed this company a very lucrative contract. And I just wanted to show my appreciation. That's all. Mike smiles, looks down and says, oh, boy, that's very generous. Mr. Matthews adds, I'm glad to do it. I'm a real pool nut. And I hope that you are, too. Mike nervously responds, oh, I am. How did you guess that a pool table would be so perfect of a gift? Mr. Matthews <laughs> looks proud of himself saying, well, I'll just chalk it up to experience. Then hearing yeah. what he said, begins to laugh saying, chalk it up. <laughs> Get it? It's a pool joke. Mike humors him by laughing saying, it's a good pun. Mr. <laughs> Matthews adds, yeah, I thought so. I hope your wife shares the enjoyment of the game. Mike says, oh, yeah, my wife is crazy about the pool table. She's really crazy. <laughs> you know, like a liar. 
<laughs> Mr. Matthews, apparently crazy about pool, says, you know, I've got mine right smack in the middle of my living room. Might not be a bad place for yours. Mike, perhaps thinking he's being punked, looks blankly, finally saying, that's a thought. So he said he gave him, gave it to him for doing such a good job on the Whitley project. <laughs> Why didn't they just mention for the Penelope Fletcher project? Which is from last week. Oh, yeah. I, I assume that's what it was. I didn't put two and two together and realize that would no, that wasn't what he was talking about. Yeah. It would have been just made more sense. It would have been a lot cooler. Wow. Because I even had the conscious thought of, this is the first time they tied over a storyline plot to the next episode without yeah, a continuation. Yeah. But, you know. Um, so, I managed to find the poem. You found the poem? I found the poem that was lost. Okay. Where was it? It was like... Stuck in the back of the crate? It, well, no, it was on the underside of the of the felt. You know what I'm saying? It's stuck to the bottom <laughs> oh, of that. Gotcha. So, <clears throat> roses are red. Violets mm-hmm. are blue. Yeah. You have colorful balls. And one <laughs> yeah. white one, too. That's it. I, it's, I didn't write it. That's what was on the back of the pool table. <laughs> so, yeah. But also... Oh, that's funny. For Mr. Matthews, like, next time a bonus would be cool. Like, (laughs) I mean, like, let him buy what he wants instead of buying it for him, you know? Like, how much is a pool table, like, from the 70s? From the 70s up now, I I wouldn't expect to pay anything less than, like, $1,000 for one. It's just basically a piece of furniture. I mean. It's like a 1000 bucks. Like, I would just, yeah, just give me a 1000 Yeah, exactly. We have bills and, you know, (laughs) credit card debt. Six kids plus a little Oscar. You know what I mean? Like. (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, Oscar, you mean Oliver? <laughs> oh, whatever, same thing. Um, <laughs> so, did all the people kiss their ass, their bosses, bosses' ass in the old days? Like, was that like a thing in the seventies? <laughs> guess. Hmm. I think yeah. it all depends on where you work and your atmosphere, your environment. I guess, but because yeah. I have, we- I have good relationship with all my bosses over the years. Like I just had a really open door yeah. relationship with them and just talked about all kinds of, I never felt like I had to kiss their ass. If anything, I had the kind of bosses that if I didn't tell them what I thought was something was wrong with something, like they would get mad at me for it. So hmm. it's just weird seeing them kiss his ass. Oh no, I'm a huge pool player. Like, why are you lying to your hmm. boss? Like what the fuck? Well, that's a different situation. I thought you were talking more about when they were playing. Like, well, that oh, let's too. just suck at playing so he feels better about winning. But he just spent like a grand for a gift for you. You know, so you're gonna be like, Oh yeah, totally love it. Yeah, oh yeah. You know. <laughs> I'd be like, um, well, I mean, I guess I am now. Like <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not really, no, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Scene foe. Back at the Brady residence, we see a close-up of Carol with crazy eyes saying the living room, Mike sheepishly says, well, it was just a thought. Carol, raising her voice, says, well, I have another thought. The garage, for example. Hmm. Hmm. Mike should be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that this was your decision. Last time I checked, uh, you didn't have a job and we have a maid. Mm-hmm. So I failed to see how this is your decision. But okay. All right. Right. And also I can see too that, you know, our living room is a little bit modest and kind of small. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Good Lord. plus there's the fact that we have like two living room sets in our living room and a whole back area behind the horse that's not even used. But yeah, okay. Yeah, we don't have any room. 
<laughs> you have the world's largest freaking living room ever. We have a whole family room with a single little table on it so you can do fucking needlepoint. Yeah, you're right. We don't have room for a pool table. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the walk-in linen closet? Is that our needlepoint room? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but I mean, it's a good thing they did have room for it. I mean, well, sort of. So like... Like, like if somebody bought me a pool table, where the fuck am I going to put a pool table? <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's a gift. Like, where am I supposed to put that? I don't have room for that. Yeah. Not that anyone would buy me a pool table. Me But I mean, I think it would be cool if you had a pool table that converted to like a dining room table. Like you put a cover on it and then you take the cover off and it's pool table. That'd be cool. <laughs> Just finish it. <laughs> Scene five. Later on in the den, Carol and Mike are sitting drinking coffee while Alice pours. Mike speaks up and says, we ought to do something to show Mr. Matthews our appreciation for that gift. Carol, who seems to be doing the most interesting needlepoint in the world, says, like. <laughs> Mike adds, like inviting him over for dinner for an evening of pool on the pool table he gave us. Carol <laughs> agrees, saying, yeah, that would be a nice gesture. Alice finally speaks up, saying, we might whip up something special in honor of the pool table. Meatballs with numbers on them. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. <laughs> As Mike laughs, Carol adds, hey, how about carrot sticks whittled down to look like little pool cues? Mike, who's had enough of the suggestions, say, you girls keep working on the menu and I'll call Mr. Matthews. <laughs> so what would you write on the meatballs with? Um... Let's see. I mean, I don't think she was serious about that, but if he had to, there's all kinds of things you can do. You can use like, I mean, if you wanted to keep it white or I don't know, you can use like ketchup. You can use mustard. You can use. <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. <laughs> well, if you want to keep it white, like tack. <laughs> <clears throat> no, <laughs> but I don't know. I would just use ketchup or mustard or something. Okay. Um, they should have gumballs for desserts because they look like little pool balls. <laughs> Just saying. You should. Yeah. We should be making this menu. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd look way better doing it. Just saying. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Scene six. In the kitchen, we see Carol getting money out of her wallet while Jan and Marsha look at the shopping list. Marsha says, hmm, looks like you're planning a pretty fancy meal for Mr. and Mrs. Matthews. Carol says, well, after all, Mr. Matthews is the president of your dad's company. Jan adds, presidents sure do eat good, don't they? Carol, after looking again, says, yes. On second thought, here, take some more money. As she takes it out of her wallet and hands it to the girls. Mm -hmm. It's not her money, right? Exactly. Just then the phone rings. Carol tells the girls, wait just a minute, girls. As she runs and picks up the phone and says, hello. Oh, hi, Mike. We then switch to Mike's office as we hear Mike say, Carol, listen, about this dinner on Saturday, are you planning to serve soup? Carol says, yes, I am. Why? Mike says, because you better figure on adding a little more water. The Thompsons are coming too. Mr. Matthews forgot he had a previous engagement with the Thompsons. So I said, look, why don't, but is interrupted by Carol who says, and you said, I'm sure Carol won't mind. Mike corrects her and says, Carol won't mind because she literally does nothing all day but needlepoint. And Alice won't mind because I fucking pay her not to. Boom. That's how that conversation should have (laughs) went. But it didn't. 
<sighs> Mike actually said, yeah, how'd you guess? <laughs> Mike actually said, yes, honey. <laughs> Carol, who's still convinced she does stuff around the house, says, because that's what you always say. <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of reiterate what's in there. I said, like, Carol has anything to do with this. Like, it's so fucking dumb. Like, (sighs) (laughs) she literally has the girls behind her doing her work while she doodles on fucking pieces of paper. Come on. (laughs) Right. Carol trying to take all the credit. What the fuck? (laughs) So, Mr. Matthews had a previous dinner plans with the Thompsons (laughs) at their house, right? Right. But now he just invited them to the Brady house. Well, yep. what if the Thompsons had a big meal planned? They bought groceries. They had a whole menu thing planned out. How does that make them feel? Like, like hey, I know you invited me over for dinner, but instead we're all going to go over to the Brady's. Mr. Matthews like, is like, well, no, it's okay. You can just have a big meal amongst yourselves and eat on your pool table. Oh, that's right. You don't have one, do you? That's why we're going <laughs> to Mike's. Because he has a pool table. Why does he have a pool table? Because I bought him one. Exactly. Can you all tell who my favorite is around here? Yeah. <laughs> Pack your shit up and we're going to the Brady's. <laughs> Pack your shit up, loser. Hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> well, maybe if you would have just bought me a pool table, you know. <laughs> Thompson, shut the fuck up. And pack like, what your do you, party you do like up. fucking blueprints or something, don't you? Get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm going to buy you a pool table. Okay. <laughs> Next time, use green or red or something. Fucking blueprints. Fucking pool table. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> Where's my pool table, boss? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Thompson. Where's my good idea, Thompson? See how that works? We'll <laughs> <laughs> rag on Thompson. That's messed up. <clears throat> There's somebody out there going, hey, that was my dad that played that character. <laughs> and we're sitting there ragging my dad's, on My dad's last name is Thompson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Your dad literally is Mr. Thompson. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Scene seven. Out in the driveway, we see Bobby and Oliver playing some pool when Cindy comes up the driveway on her bike. She skids her back tire as she comes to a stop, but is shushed by Oliver, who says, Shh, you'll have to park outside. Cindy asks, What for? Bobby speaks up and says, Cindy, you're disturbing my concentration. Ooh, damn. Oliver points at Bobby and says, That's what for. Cindy leans forward on her bike and asks, and why do you need concentration to play a dumb game like pool? Oh, shit. Bobby, who's super serious for some reason, says, you wouldn't think it was so dumb if you knew the finer points of the game Mm. like I do. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oliver eggs him on saying, yeah, he's terrific. (laughs) Cindy just stares at Bobby for a second and says, yeah, well, I bet both Peter and Greg could be you. Greg and mm-hmm. Peter step up behind Bobby just in time to hear him say, those pussies? <laughs> <laughs> Greg still beats off and Peter wears panties. No, he didn't say that. I just thought it'd be funny if they did. Bobby. <laughs> Dex like, yeah, psh, weirdos. I could beat off. Uh, <laughs> Bobby says, are you kidding? I can beat those bums with one hand behind my back. Right, Oliver? Oliver adds, with both hands behind your back. (laughs) 
<laughs> just <laughs> I got too many visuals. Him trying to like use his his teeth for the pull, like ah, hitting the ball with his teeth. Um, <laughs> he's, he's trying to beat him off at the same time. <laughs> just then, Greg and Peter walk up. Greg begins by asking, "So we're bums, huh?" <laughs> One lucky shot, and suddenly he's an expert. <laughs> Peter looks at Greg and says. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, it's just funny to me. What do you say we clobber the super mouth? Ooh, that was my nickname in high school. Damn, super mouth. <laughs> that's what your mom used to call me. Greg, <laughs> la- that's fucked up. Greg laughs at Peter's joke, looks back at Bobby, and says, "Yeah, how about a game, champ?" <laughs> See that pause? That's like that's like saying chief. That's like that. Yep. Bobby leans on the pool table again, super serious, and says, okay, let's make it nine ball. Mm. That way I can beat you quicker. Mm. Greg rolls his eyes and looks at Peter saying, look at him. Peter turns to Bobby, rubs his hands like an old timey villain and asks, care to back up your insanity with a little bet? Mm-hmm. Bobby unfazed says, anytime, name it. Greg thinks for a moment and suggests... How about the loser shines the winner's shoes for a month? Mm. Bobby laughs and says, what do you like? 46? Only old people shine shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Nice guy. But the only old people do. Oliver, who's quick on his feet, points and says, hey, now that's not fair. You guys have four feet and he's only got two. Hmm. Bobby taps Oliver on the shoulder and says, don't worry about it, Oliver. You're both on. Oliver points and says, I take half his action. Whatever the fuck that means. Greg Mm -hmm. smiles and says, we'll let you break as he begins racking the balls. Hmm. Peter looks like a lot older here. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's because he let his hair, like he doesn't dye his hair. Peter, not not Bobby. Peter, Peter. Peter. Yeah, he he looked taller to me. I don't know about older, but taller because he still acts immature as fuck. (laughs) I mean, I think he got a little bit of a haircut, and that kind of made oh, him look a little bit he older. He probably got, so. like, thousands of them cut. <clears throat> yeah, probably. Um, and there's just... The first half of this this episode, the, the scenes are going by so fast. <laughs> there's, like, boom, boom, boom. Like, like there's no break. It'll be like, well, I don't know. And the next scene is, like, Carol immediately going, what? You know, I said no. You know, and there's, like, there's, like, no, like, breaks at all. It's, like, so fast. Just just say it, Tech. Just, just say it. Get it out, man. Just say it. I don't know what you want me to say. You miss Mike. You're going to miss Mike. Just say it. Oh. <laughs> Just say it. It's like they're trying to hurry him away. Why can't they, I don't know, take a break or something? Why do we have to finish this so quick? It's okay, man. Just say it. I know. Like It's like they're trying to hurry him away. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. You're like, why does it have to go so fast? Like, we don't have to go that fast. Um. I love how hey, exactly. <laughs> he just fucking left over air. Um, I love how super serious Bobby's acting. <laughs> it just cracked me up. Um, like him playing alone in the garage is like life or death. And Cindy can't like disturb him. He's playing by himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's literally in the garage playing with himself. Um, <laughs> so does Bobby suck at eight ball? Why is he always saying nine ball? I don't know. Cause I don't know. I guess just is what he likes. Hmm. I like nine ball too. I, think it's, I do too. I think it's but nine I mean, ball is more fun than eight ball. Well, I agree, but it's not the only game in pool. So. Well, no. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Scene eight. Still in the garage, the balls have been racked, and we see an overhead shot. Sorry, Jimmy. Well, more like a bird's eye view kind of a shot. Okay. You know, like, but but they're in the carport. So mm-hmm. can you imagine? Imagine like a camera. Okay. Duct taped to the ceiling, and then you like look down, or if, or like you remember like a Mission Impossible where you would come down from the ceiling, oh, like right. It's like that. It's so, like that kind of a shot where you're looking straight down. So it's like an overhead shot. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. Oh, dang. <laughs> anyway, that shot. Okay. <laughs> so Bobby breaks and immediately makes the four ball in. Oliver crosses his arms and begins to brag as if he has anything at all to do with this, saying, I warned you guys. Greg crosses his arms and looks at Peter, who seems concerned and says, Anyone can sink a ball on a break. Bobby then sinks the one ball and then the two ball. Peter looks at Greg and says, talk about dumb luck. Greg reassures him saying, don't worry, he'll miss. Oliver brags some more over a game he literally has nothing to do with and says, yeah, but it might not be till tomorrow. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. Then Mike walks out and Oliver picks him up and drops him. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby then goes on to run the rest of the table, finally making a nine ball in. Bobby proudly looks at Greg and Peter, waiting for a response. Instead of getting one, they both begin to walk back into the house. Now, before Bobby says, I got two more pairs of dress shoes up in the closet and I like them shine, polished, and return to me before 6 a.m. Bobby then takes his shoes off and says, And be careful with these, they're suede. Peter, perhaps not thinking this through all the way, argues, we got homework to do first. Greg adds, yeah, and you should be doing yours instead of practicing pool. Oh, damn. Bobby turns back to the pool table saying, who cares about school? I'm going to be a pool champ of the whole world. Ooh. As Oliver pulls Bobby's balls out one by one. <laughs> <sighs> so I still don't get what the fuck Oliver is bragging. For. Why is he bragging? He has nothing to do with it. They won't even let him play basketball. Let alone, he hasn't even touched the pool table. And he's like, ah, we're going to kick your ass. You're not doing anything. You're just standing there. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with like last week. Because last week he was hanging out with Cindy. Right. And he was like, you guys better be nice. Because yeah, she's like, going to be fuck? rich like, and famous. He just like picks a kid. And then he's just like, I'm going to be your hype man today. I was assigned to you today. It was Cindy a couple weeks ago. Today it's Bobby. Tomorrow. Peter, I'm yours. But he's almost saying it like, we're going to kick your ass. Like, you have nothing to do. You're sitting there folding your arms all proud and shit like you're doing something, and you're literally <laughs> just standing there. So, yeah. He's just a cheerleader. That's all. Yeah. What's with shining shoes on this fucking show? Oh, like My you don't God. like your shoes shining. Okay. Like you don't sit around and shine your Adidas. <laughs> I do it every week, and if I can just have somebody to do it, come on and do it for me. I make bets with the kids. <sighs> Why do you think my flip-flops are so shiny? (laughs) All right. Scene nine. That night, we see Bobby laying in bed smiling. Oh, shit. That can only mean one of two things. Luckily, we see both of his hands, so it means he's dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) We see a dark room with a pool table lit by a spotlight. Mm. We hear we hear fanfare playing, an audience clapping as Bobby walks into the light wearing a suit with white gloves. As he bows, 
we see the audience dressed strangely as if they're going to an opera and giving a standing <laughs> ovation. Bobby steps up to the pool table as Oliver and Cindy, dressed in what appears to be three musketeers costumes, walks up to deliver his pool cue and chalk on pillows. <laughs> they bow and curtsy and walk away. Bobby walks up to the pool table and with a very serious tone says, for my first fabulous shot, I will hit the yellow ball through all the red balls across the table and into the side pocket. Hmm. He carefully lines up a shot, hits the ball and makes it again with the audience cheering and fanfare playing. He then says for my next shot, I will hit the two yellow balls out from the middle of the red balls, knocking the two yellow balls into that corner pocket. He lines up his shot and once again, makes it again with cheering and fanfare. Bobby then announces next in one shot, I will knock the six yellow balls into the six different pockets at the same time. He lines up the shot and once again, he makes it again with cheering and fanfare. Hmm. Cindy then walks up and delivers Bobby a blindfold. He Hmm. takes it as she curtsies and walks away. Bobby announces, and now I will knock the three balls into three different pockets at the same time while blindfolded. Once again, without fail, Bobby makes the shot. He takes the blindfold off and begins bowing to the audience as money begins to rain from the sky. Bobby, seeing the money, begins repeating, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. I thought it was Bobby. Back in the boys' room, we see Bobby laying in bed repeating, I'm rich, I'm rich. Luckily, with both hands in view. Just then, Peter and Oliver come over and begin waking him up, saying, Bobby, Bobby, wake up, you're dreaming. Bobby looks at Oliver, then at Peter and says, next time, don't wake me up as he lays back down. Peter asks, why not? With his eyes closed, Bobby says, thanks to you, I just blew a million bucks. Lucky million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> million bucks was my nickname in high school. Well, it is now anyways. <laughs> Bobby is really good with his balls. He is good with his balls. Yeah. Um, I don't have. Especially when he's sleeping. I don't have a red, I don't have any red or yellow balls, but once yeah. I had blue ones once. Um, <laughs> yeah. In, in this scene when we were watching it, my wife asked, is Bobby okay? Like, is he okay? Because he's always having these like weird visions and stuff. <laughs> I was like, yeah, see, I think he's good. <laughs> he's dreaming about cowboys and balls <laughs> and. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Freud would have a field day with him. <laughs> Scene 10. Meanwhile, in the master bedroom, we see Greg walking in to talk to Carol and Mike, who are reading. Carol greets Greg and says, Hi, Greg. Greg walks in and says, Hi, I just want to let you know I was home. Mike says, Oh, good. Good night, Greg. With Carol following suit, saying goodnight, Greg pauses as if he wants to talk about something, but finally gives up, saying goodnight, and begins to walk out of the room. But changes his mind, turning back around, saying, Listen, I don't like to squeal, but... <laughs> Looking good, Myers. Looking real good. <laughs> now, he said, I don't like to squeal, 
But did you know Bobby's out there? My confused asks, out where? Greg says, in the carport, practicing pool. Carol goes into mom mode, asking, at this hour? <laughs> Mike asks, practicing pool? Greg explains, I tried to get him to come in, but he wouldn't pay any attention. He just down there playing with his balls and putting them in holes around the table. <laughs> fucking weird, mom. <laughs> Mike, getting irritated, puts his book down and says, I'll get his attention. When he sees what I can do with the other end of a pull stick, Carol says, oh, Mike, please be careful. You got splinters last time and you couldn't sit down for a week. (laughs) So stupid. Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 He's like, look, I'm a bird. It's my tail. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Did Greg really go out looking like Mr. Flanders from The Simpsons? Like, <laughs> I didn't notice. He was wearing like one of those like vest sweater vest things with like a collared <laughs> shirt and, and like the hell. <laughs> That's what that makes sense because when he came in, he goes hi diddlyo or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I should have put that joke in there. Hi diddlyo, <laughs> mom and dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but damn, Mike gets serious with a fucking pool stick, don't he? He does, yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking. I wasn't sure if he meant that they're playing ring toss in the bedroom or what, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny because anytime somebody starts off with, I don't mean the tattle or or look, I'm not trying to sound racist or anything. I'm not trying to sound homophobic. <laughs> it always means they are like every time. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, but listen, I'm not gay or anything, but I mean, that always sounds, you know, whatever comes out next means they are. So, <laughs> all right. So, unless you have anything else, <laughs> well, well, we, no, because no, I know because of the scene. Did you have anything else about the scene? <laughs> no. All right. In that case, this is where we take our next break. <laughs> so, Bobby is becoming good at pool and is excited about playing. How dare he? <laughs> will Bobby grow up to be a professional pool player or will Mike and Carol ruin all the fun? Hmm. Well, mm. we'll find out when we come back. Okay. comic book fan? We've got a few questions for you. Were you obsessed with X-Men as a kid? Did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of Superman in the black poly bag? Did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves? Then have we got the show for you. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more. You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. Thank you. 
And we are back. Ooh. Ooh. That was exciting. That was a good break. That was a really good break. Exciting is that the, and new. What? Is that the last um, gymnastics maneuver you're going to do? I mean, you, what'd you say? You call that the mic drop? Is that what you call that? <laughs> the mic drop, yeah. The mic drop? Is um, that the last? Are we going to Are you saving a special one for next week or? Well, no, that was it. It was the mic drop because this is the last episode. So Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very neat. I thought you would have do a, you would have done a play on pool and balls and pool cues and stuff like that. No, that's you not know, hanging that, fruit. We're trying to stay away from that. That does remind me of my my fortieth birthday. Okay. Do you remember my fortieth oh, birthday? I thing? do remember. Yeah, we all went and played pool. <laughs> so me and <laughs> me and Tack and our friend Ron, who's been on the show, um, me and I think DJ was there. DJ's brother yeah. Brian was there. Somebody yeah. else was there. I can't remember who. Um, and we're all playing pool, right? And Tack, of course, is left left-handed. I don't know if we've ever specifically said that, but Tack's left-handed. <laughs> oh, and <yeah>. um, <laughs> so I look at Tack and I say, I, "We they don't have any left-handed pool cues. I apologize. And Tack, completely not getting the joke, says, "It's Jimmy, it's a stick. I said, oh, <laughs> sorry. They don't have any left-handed sticks or pool sticks. And he's like... Jimmy, it's a stick. And it was just, <laughs> it was just the funniest thing ever. Like, and then as soon as you got the joke, you started cracking up. You're like, oh, oh, I get it. God, I, was, I couldn't have gone any better. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so do you have any experience with pool other than, you know, me and you playing and stuff? I mean, I kind of gave it away and mentioned earlier that you did, but we'll just um, pretend like I didn't say that. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've never like really been a big pool player. I mean, I like to play pool, but I'm like, it's not like a pastime where people go, "What do you like to do?" I like to go play pool, and that's not something I say. Um, but I used to work at this one club, and one of the jobs I had was <clears throat> I worked like the billiard side of this one club. So when people wanted to play pool, they would come over and they'd leave their ID, and I would give them a little tray of balls and all that and stuff, you know. And we had uh, pool cues back there too and um <clears throat> so to pass the time because i just had to stay at this desk all night i always took like i do this a lot when i play pool too like if you take if you hold the pool cue in a certain area towards the top and then you can like let it swing pretty comfortably mm-hmm. and then and so what i would do is i would like let it swing and hold on to it let it swing and then i would kick it so the stick would go out and then kick it again with another foot and almost like a soccer ball, like dribbling, like with a soccer ball kicking. I don't know. And I'd try to see how many I can do like without like like <laughs> going off to the right or whatever or hitting the ground. <laughs> and that's what I would do for hours and just be like, one, two, three, two, two, you know. So I was, you don't know, but I was fucking good. I'm not, I could, I could, I can make it feel like it rained. Um, <laughs> when I worked at shore lanes, I used to do that, do that same thing. And, um, we used to have these, these dumbasses that would come in and it's like being all like Bobby, all hyper serious and shit and rolling the pool. Do you have one that's straight? Bitch, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Like if you were that serious, you'd have your own. Get out of here with that crap. Like, damn, you gotta come to a shitty bowling alley and play pool and act like the pool cue ain't good enough for you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, those guys that would come in with the, their own cue, like in a yeah. little, little case, come in with their, over their shoulder, and be like, yeah. I have my own. Those fucking like, oh, losers. <laughs> Didn't you have your own cue? I have two of them. 
<laughs> yeah. But I mean, for a while yeah. when I worked in insurance, I, w- I went every Thursday uh, with people from work and played and we had a tournament style. So like one week you would play one person next week. And I did that for like a year or two. Um, I, I, I got pretty decent at it, but by no means good. Every, literally most of the people there was better than me, but I worked with some guys that were really, really, they were like Mr. Matthews are really serious about it. And they, <laughs> they, it was all in good fun. So everybody was giving each other tips and stuff like that. And I got pretty decent towards the end, <clears throat> but that's when I went out and bought my own pool cue. Cause they were all telling me, they're like, listen, if you just went and spent like just 40 bucks on a pool, you'd make all the difference in the world. And it does. It really, it does make a difference having your own pool cue. It's like a bowling ball. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I get it. So in this episode, well, first of all, what did you think of this episode? Um, it was okay. I mean, I thought it was, I, I would have liked to see a, like a B storyline somewhere, but. Well, I felt like it did. I felt like there was the whole thing with Bobby and then there was a whole thing with Mr. Matthews and it all came together perfectly at the end. I guess so. There wasn't much Alice in this episode at all. No, there wasn't. Um. I don't know. Okay, maybe a sea story would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a sea story, like you know. Like, well, one time when I was I was out in the ocean. Was, <laughs> <laughs> so in, in this episode, they talk about Mr. Matthews a lot. Do you have any notable bosses you've had, good or bad? Like, have you have you ever had a boss that was just extraordinarily shitty, or a boss that was just amazing? Like any <laughs> of them stand out? Like, um, I had a really shitty boss once that I think I even talked about this on the on the podcast before, but like, um, is that that dude that would text you and be like, you need to make more phone calls or whatever. <laughs> he made my last boss. <laughs> no, this guy was all about, um, like punishing in public. <laughs> oh yeah. You did talk about that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Where he brought in this one kid who was like a fuck up and we'd call everybody in and then we'd be like, Hey, I need everybody coming here, come in here. And I'm like, okay. And then he would be like, this stupid motherfucker is a piece of shit because he fucking did this. And then we're like, like, seriously, this is why we're here? And I was like, I, I got shit to do. I got to go. <laughs> I just hmm. walk out. Like, I'm not going to stay in here and watch you, like, humiliate this kid, you know. It's terrible. So you didn't, you didn't like, point and laugh and stuff, right? <laughs> no, not Damn. Well. Okay. What, what about um, you? I would have. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. That's fucked up. No, I had this one boss at, at Collins that, I, that I've talked to you about a lot. I don't know that I've talked to him on air a lot, but he was an older British guy. And he just, he really taught me a lot about uh, what he used to call learning, uh, knowing your audience. Um, basically, you know, knowing how to talk to people from different levels of either management or engineering. Um you know, like when it comes to guitars, I could talk to you about guitars one way, but I can't turn around and talk to, let's say, Jenny. Well, that's a bad example because Jenny may be an amazing guitar player. I have no idea. I can't turn around and talk to my daughter the same way because she doesn't know the terminology. Right. Um, yeah. Like today, when we were talking about the guitar that I'm going to put together, you had asked, mm. does she want HSH? She wouldn't have known what that meant, but me and you know what that means. And so he talked a lot of, he taught me a lot about that. Like, you know, when you talk to management, you want to talk about, um, if you give management, typically if you give management too much information, it's just going to worry them and, and make them ask more questions. So you kind of tell them what they want to hear, not really what they want to hear, but what they want to know as opposed to extraneous information that they don't know what to do with. Um, and then with engineers, it's almost the opposite. They don't want to hear about the end result numbers. They want to know how things are functioning right now kind of thing. So, um, 
So yeah, he taught me a lot about that. And that, that helped me a lot in my career knowing all that kind of stuff. That's cool. But I've had some shitty bosses too. I mean, I think everybody has, I had one boss that, uh, when I worked in insurance, she just treated me like dirt, complete dirt. Like she just, she would flat out tell me, you, you're, you're one of these days, you're really going to have to grow up. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, <laughs> like I'm engaged to be married. What are you talking about? You know, like, I, no, you're going to have to grow up. You're, you're really immature. Even after I was married and had my own play, you, you got to grow up a little bit. Riding a motorcycle like a child. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're ugly. And then they would like spit on her and then walk away. <laughs> well, I called her a poopy head and I gave her a wedgie. So <laughs> who won in the end, Jackie? <laughs> so. <laughs> Damn, yours is better. Fuck. <laughs> up my game. Well, I can't I feel like I can't move on without mentioning this. I mentioned this to you before like weeks ago, but since we're on the subject, mm-hmm. um I was <laughs> I was watching Horrible Bosses 2 a couple weeks ago. I had right. never seen it. And um <laughs> there was a scene where they were um where it has uh Jason uh, Sudeikis and mm-hmm. Jason Bateman hanging out in the car and they're just kind of waiting. And so to pass the time, they're just kind of chit-chatting. And the scene comes in, you don't know what they're talking about, but you just hear one of them going, I don't know, that's a hard one. (laughs) I know, right? He's like, that's the point. And he's like, huh. Well, he goes, I think uh, I I would have to do uh, fuck Bobby, marry Peter, and kill Greg. And then then Jason Bateman was like, that's the only way to do it, I think. He's like, yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) fine. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. All right. So you ready to head ready to to break back into this? I don't know. I was trying to think of a problem. I couldn't think of one. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's do it. Cool. So when we left off, Bobby is getting pretty good at playing pool and is spending a lot of time playing, seemingly not hurting anyone. Will this be a boring last episode for Mike? Or will the poo hit the fan? Oh, shit. Oh, poo, man. Well, you got to wait and see. Let's get back into this. (laughs) Scene 11. Downstairs in the carport, not the garage, the carport, we see Bobby hard at work practicing pool. Mike walks in with a bob, but Bobby unfazed greets him with a, oh, hi, dad. Mike walks around the table to him and asks, do you know what time it is? You shouldn't be out here. He takes the pool cue from him and puts it down. But Bobby argues... I've got to practice if I'm going to be champ. Mike Mm. thinks for a moment and turns to Bobby saying, Bob, look, I think it's great that you're practicing so hard and you want to be good at it, but you've got plenty of time without staying up all night. Plus you've got junior high, high school, you've got college and the rest of your life to be a pool champion. As Mike turns the carport light off, Bobby argues, but dad, but is cut off by Mike, who puts his hand on his shoulder and says, that's it. Okay? Bobby finally gives up and says, well, if that's it, I guess it has to be okay. Hmm. Mike messes up his hair before walking into the house with him. But, I mean, <sighs> to reiterate, Mike messes up Bobby's hair. Because it'd be weird if he was just like, <laughs> like <laughs> and walked in the house. That would just right. be weird. So. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you clarified. That's good. And he good. picks himself up and drops him. <laughs> so that pool table can be good outside all the time, right? That can't be good for. I mean, I'm not sure it's California. It's not like it's Florida where there's a lot of humidity, but 
I don't know. I mean, if you remember the Drew Carey show, they had an outside pool table that was designed for outside. Oh, that's right. They did. Um, I don't think this is one of them, but no. in Southern California, in Los Angeles, where it never rains, in yeah. a carport, I, I can't imagine it would hurt it that much. I mean, it wouldn't be any worse than the humidity we have down here in Florida. Like, my house is 65%. So, I mean, yeah. I can't imagine being outside in semi-desert where it never rains is worse than being inside at 65% humidity all the time. Good point. Good point. True that. Um, <laughs> Mike talks all kinds of shit to Carol. <laughs> and then he gets down there and he just talks normal to him. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to show him. what to, I'm going to grab that pool. I'm going to show him what I can do with the pool. Girl. And he starts taking off his belt and shit. And he gets down. And he's like, um, hey, Bobby, would you mind coming back upstairs? Like, you know, it's, you got school, you know. You know, he walked back into Carol's room. He's like, that's what I fucking, I, you sh- I made that bitch cry. Like, hell yeah. He was terrified. <laughs> We have to call 911. He had a fucking pull key. Hell yeah. Six Down feet up walking his around ass. like a bird. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Scene 12. The next day, down the kitchen, we see Carol sitting down writing when Marsha and Jan come in and say, hi. After seeing them, Carol gets excited saying, oh, hi, Al- or, I mean, girls. <laughs> Thanks so much for going to the market for me again, Al- or, damn it. I mean, girls. <laughs> Marsha answers saying, that's okay. Old Mr. Schultz was happy to see us. Jane continues saying, he told us that you're his favorite customer. I think he loves you. (laughs) I think he loves you. That's just, he wants wants to have your babies. (laughs) (laughs) All the ladies just laugh as Marsha says, we'll put them away. Carol thanks them by saying, oh, thanks, Alice. God damn it. I mean, girls. <laughs> what the fuck is... <laughs> well, speaking of which, where is Alice? I don't know. Why is she not putting the groceries away? Like, why are the girls doing it? Mm-hmm. What the hell is Carol doing with all this piece of paper? <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, I got to sort these pieces of paper. Like, what, what is she doing? <laughs> There's no reason we she have, couldn't have went. We have so many questions, and we're not afraid to ask. <laughs> So I thought the storyline was interesting. Mr. Schultz was right. happy to see them because he has a crush on Carol. <laughs> okay. Not that all having to do with two blonde girls walking into the exactly, store yeah. <laughs> several times in a day. Like, yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, girls. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're the Brady girls, aren't you? Like, oh, yeah, you must see our mom all the time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's like if in you high guys s- need anything if you need anything let me know okay that's like it's kind of like it when you're in high school and you have a crush on a girl and you get really excited when you see their brother <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey will what's got how's it going man are you gay no i have a crush on your sister <laughs> makes complete sense okay scene <clears throat> <clears throat> 13 Again, at Mike's office, we see Mr. Matthews walking in saying, Mike, about that dinner at your house on Saturday night, Mike thinks he's being thanked, says, oh, no problem, Mr. Matthews. (laughs) I talked to Carol. Boy, she's delighted at having the Thompsons over, too. You know, like a liar. Mr. Matthews says, yeah, well, thank your little woman for me, but I think uh, we'll have to call it off after all. Mike, looking disappointed, turns to Mr. Matthews and says, well, I'm sorry, what happened? Mr. Matthews says, well, 
It turns out that Hank Thompson, who invited me and my wife, he also invited Joe Sinclair, the fellow from from Blueprints, invited he and his wife. Mike nods and says, oh, I see. Mr. Matthews looks at Mike out of the corner of his eye as if he's thinking of something and says, sorry about that. Um, Unless, of course, Mike asks, what's that? Mr. Matthews immediately says, oh, no, 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 no. It, it would just be too big of an imposition. Just, you know, just forget about it. Mike, whose bullshit detector needs the batteries replaced, says, what is? Mr. Matthews finishes asking the Sinclairs to join us for dinner. When Mike gets a panicked look on his face, Mr. Matthews immediately says, oh, no, no, no. It's out of the question, Mike. Just forget about it. No, I mean it. I'm dying to see the new pool table, but too much work for Carol. <laughs> Especially since <laughs> since she's going to be the only person doing it. No help from any maids or housekeepers at all. You know, just her with no daughters or maids to help. So forget about it. Mike gives Mr. Matthews a look like he's going to be sleeping on the couch tonight and says, Mr. Matthews, tell Thompson to bring over the Sinclairs too. Mr. Matthews immediately says, no, I don't want to hear anything about it. Forget it. Mike, looking deadpan, says, no, please, I insist. You know, like a liar. <laughs> he's not that bad, but he's close. Mr. Matthews asks to make sure you insist? Without changing the expression, says, I insist. This apparently has made Mr. Matthews' day as he says, oh, wonderful, and leaves saying, thank you, thank you, Mike. Mike looks at the phone with a look of dread and says, I swear, I should just no show for this job someday, especially for like some dumb fucking reason. Like not even explain myself or say anything and just not give any thought to any of my coworkers or anything and just fucking leave. Yeah, I should do that. <laughs> but only a complete asshole would do that. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> if the shoe fits. Yep. Um, so, you know, Mike and Carol have been talking about doing it. They wanted to have a dinner party and they kept trying to plan one, but it just never worked out. <laughs> well, here it is. Exactly. So there it is. I don't know why she's so mad. Yep. And, uh, oh no, now Carol has to tell the girls and Alice they have more work to do. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh no. <clears throat> so, what's up with Hank Thompson? This is how I figured the conversation went, right? Mm-hmm. So, Hank Thompson, because I feel like Hank is feeling a little like he's maybe is slipping in his job a little bit. Okay. Because he's not fucking getting pool tables and shit, you know? <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to invite his wife's probably, you should invite your boss over for dinner. <laughs> and that way we can talk. And then, you know, his buddy Sinclair was also like, dude, totally invite him over to dinner. Hmm. I'll come over too. I'll help talk you up. Plus, it'll help me get some FaceTime with the boss, too. <laughs> you know, and then, like, this is a good plan for them, you know, to kind of spend some time with the boss and, you know, kind of maybe get a leg up one day at the company. Well, I mean, as know? forward as Mr. Matthews is, I wouldn't be surprised if Hank was like, you know what you should do? You should plan a get together so we can see Mike's pool table. Like, I, I, <laughs> well, Hank is such yeah. a pain in the ass. Like, not Hank, so Mr. This Matthews. Is, this is, so this is where this is going. So now it's like, and then Mr. Matthews is like, you know, well, first he's like, Mr. Matthews, my wife and I would love to have you come over for dinner <laughs> one night, you know. And then he was like, oh, that sounds fantastic. Like, cool, cool. 
And so now he's excited. He's jazzed. Now he's going to spend some face time with his boss. Hell yeah. At his own home, show off a little bit, make his boss like him, stuff like that. He's going to invite his buddy Sinclair over, going to come over too. <laughs> They're going to have a good time. And then finally, like, you know, the boss is like, oh, sorry. Um, So we're going to go over to Mike's house and play some pool over there. And he's like, okay. You know, and so now Hank has to call Sinclair. And so he's all like, so guess what? Our little get together has now been moved over to somebody else's house. Guess who? Sinclair <laughs> says, fucking Mike Brady. Exactly. He's like, fucking Mike Brady. Because, you know, <laughs> he got him a fucking pool table because he's fucking. And he's like, God damn it. He's like, we can't fucking win. Like, no, fucking Mike Brady. Like, you, want, you want Mr. Matthews got me? He got me a fucking pool cue. That's what he got me. And he told me if he wanted, if I wanted to use it, I had to go to his house and use it. That's what he told me. And then what does he do? He wants to have a dinner party at my house. Can't even use my pool cue. <laughs> so like, you got to go over to fucking Mike fucking Brady's house. It's his little fucking puppy. His favorite. So you're going to bring your pool cue to Mike's house? No, fuck Mike. I'm going to use one of his. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bend that shit up too. I'm going to fucking yeah. bounce it off my foot and shit and hit it hard. <laughs> Like, Man, oh, act like sorry, it's a, I dropped it. Act like it's a fucking soccer ball and keep kicking it and warp it and shit. <laughs> warp it. <laughs> and, then, and then when it's my turn to go, I'm going to like roll all of them across the table and see, is this one flat enough? I don't know yet. I don't know. I kind of, <laughs> Mike, I don't know. This one looks a little warped. Let me try the next one. That's <laughs> fine. Where'd you get this table from again? Oh, that's right. Matthew's bought it for you. Nice. <laughs> Wish I had one. Starts ragging on the table. Where, where the fuck do you get this table from? <laughs> <laughs> leaning on one side. I don't know. It seems a little, I think it's lopsided. Here. I don't know. I sure hope you didn't is pay for, for this, Mike, because this thing's a piece of shit. <laughs> is this oak or what is this? <laughs> I think this is like MDF. Um, that <laughs> was a long way around to yeah, explain yeah. the whole story here, but that's fucked up. Making everybody move around. Like, it was their party. And now they get, <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to go into it anymore. Well, I th see, the way I took it was. He had plans and he was happy with those plans until he saw some Who's opportunity, he? Mr. Matthews, until okay. he saw some opportunity to play pool. Like I, I knew somebody like this when I lived in Illinois, my next door neighbor, that like he used to always talk. And I've known two guys like this. The first guy was, he would always talk about guitar, guitar, this guitar, that he loved guitar, blah, blah, blah. So one day he's like, Hey man, you want to come over to my house and just kind of jam a little bit? I guess so. Yeah. I was playing my, my Kramer. And I was playing through a PB Rage. So it was small enough to bring to his house. So I bring to his house and he literally knows no songs at all. But he yeah. talks like he's been playing guitar for years. And I worked with somebody that did the same thing. He would always wear like, always carrying a guitar pick and always like playing air guitar and stuff. And I went to his house and like, he's asking me to teach him stuff because he didn't know any songs. And I think <laughs> Mr. Matthews is kind of like that with pool. I think he's all talk. You know what I mean? And he likes to he's so nerdy about trying to play pool that he finds any re So I think it was Mr. Matthews that fucked over, you know, whatever's yeah. name Johnson, or whatever, because Johnson? of the fucking pool. Like it has nothing to do with Mike. It. It's the pool table. Like, Oh, I know. But I just, the way I saw that was because yeah. 
Thompson invited Matthews over, right. their boss over, because he wanted to spend some time with his boss. Maybe right. talk oh, to him about promotion stuff or yeah. whatever. He wanted some time alone with the boss because it seems like Mr. Matthews like fucking loves Mike Brady. Mm-hmm. And Mike Brady can do no wrong. He buys him <laughs> a fucking pool table. For he probably has a, a coffee maker in his fucking office. Um. (laughs) and so like and that's why thompson was so jazzed about inviting the boss over with sinclair sinclair probably also wants to have some one-on-one time with the boss too but now they all got to go over fucking mike fucking brady's house and you know that their party was already planned over at thompson's house (laughs) and now they're moving it all to oh you know it's like it's like you try to hang out with the cool kid but then (laughs) cool kid wants to hang out with somebody else and like oh yeah i get well i'm going over there if you guys want to go over there that's like, yeah, that's like when the kid down the street wants to hang out with that fucking nerdy kid from the, the, the next street over. It's kind of like that. <laughs> right. Uh, <sighs> Mr. Matthews reminds me of my mom. <laughs> he's always like, <laughs> he's dropping ins. Like, well, you know, like, you know, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to impose. You know, but it'd be nice if, you know, we could still, hmm, be really nice if we still have that dinner party. But, you know, that'd be a lot of work for you guys. But it'd be really nice if we could do it. But you know, yeah, shoot the luck, man. I know Damn your mom it. was like that too, but I think your mom was pretty direct. But either way, it's super annoying. Mm-hmm. Me and Tech have talked about that before. Way to a guy's heart is not by dropping hints. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. And for those girls out there that want to think like, oh, if a guy really likes me, he'll play games and he'll come after. No, he will not. <laughs> no. Nope. And it's not so much the hints that. A, we either won't get them, we won't get the hints, and B, if we do, it's just so annoying you don't want to follow through. <laughs> so yeah, when it's just easier, just be direct. Like, well, I know he's going to give me that purse for my birthday because every time we saw it, I was like, isn't that a nice purse? That doesn't mean buy that purse for me on my birthday. <laughs> we hear, oh, she likes that purse, but she also liked the fan over at Walmart, and she also liked... The car that she saw somebody drive by the other day. It's like, she expect, you know, it's like, it's not a hint. It's like, I know I told the story of the first time I, I kind of fell for this mentality. It was in middle school. Yeah. It was in Miss Cannon's math class. Right. And I think <laughs> yeah. I've told the story before and it was final exam day. Right. And you know, on final exam day, back in the day, you had two options. You could listen to your Walkman. If your batteries mm. were still good. Yeah. Or you could draw. Or okay. in some cases, bring a magazine with your picture placed on a skateboard. <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. <clears throat> so I'm sitting there drawing this picture and it's of like a like a chipmunk, like putting his arms out, like acting like he's going to hug somebody. And okay. um, there was this girl that I had a crush on and, and sitting in front of me. I mean, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but it was Connie Haynes. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so she kind of turns around and looks to see what she's like. Oh, what are you drawing? And I, she looks at my drawing. She goes, Oh, that's really cool. I like that. <laughs> and so like, I took it as she really liked my drawing. Like why else? Like I've never turned to the guy next to me and been like, yo man, I really like that picture of that truck you're drawing. People don't do that. Right. So I'm like, she must really <laughs> like this. So I'm like, you know, do you want it? Because I thought she's trying to drop a hint. And she laughs and she goes, no. She's like, it's a really cute drawing, but I, I don't want it. I'm like, oh. 
Oh, and I'm sitting there confused. Like, shit, I feel stupid now. Well, the kid next to me notices all this and he goes, Hey, Connie, I think he has a crush on you. Like, no, I don't. And he's like, You don't think she's cute? I'm like, Well, I mean, I don't have a crush on her. And then her face turns red. She's like, Well, I don't have a crush on him either. And then, so. So the the moral of the story is don't draw pins because then somebody's going to offer you some shitty picture of a chipmunk and you're going to have to embarrass the shit out of him. I've seen it a hundred times. Well, I have it posted on my fridge. And so, yeah. <laughs> Not the picture. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's a tale as old as time, Tax. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Let's move okay. on. <laughs> Scene 14. Meanwhile, back in the kitchen of the Brady residence, Carol is still sitting in the kitchen table while the girls put away groceries in the kitchen behind her when the phone rings. Carol picks it up, smiles big, and says, Oh, Mike, who's calling her for the last time? Aww. Aww. But her smile slowly fades as she listens to Mike. She finally says, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <sighs> Bitch, I said, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go and tell me. Yeah, it'll be all right, I guess. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and she hangs up the phone. Jan and Marsha walk up and stand behind Carol in the kitchen as Carol says, Girls! Marsha mockingly says, Don't tell me. Back to the market again. Jen says, I think Mr. Schultz is going to propose to you. Because <laughs> he loves you. He wants to have your babies. And Carol's just like, I don't think it's me he's excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Carol just puts her head in her hand. Hmm. <sighs> she's, again, not to beat off a dead horse, but she's literally sitting down writing a little piece of paper. <laughs> That's all she's doing. Carol has it rough. While we the girls this. do shopping and putting stuff away. And also, I think Mr. Schultz is a pedo. So I'm just saying. <laughs> a pedo. <laughs> a pedo. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Schultz is going to be so happy to see the girls again. You know, because he loves Carol. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He's going to be like, girls, girls. scene 15 later in the kitchen the girls along with peter and oliver come walking through the kitchen with marcia saying bye-bye carol says (laughs) (laughs) carol says bye kids have a good time at the movies marcia you drive carefully peter Mm. stops and asks carol are you sure bobby can't come with us carol says honey you heard your father Bobby has a lot of homework to catch up on. Plus, if he's not here, he can't play pool with the guys later on in the episode. <laughs> Just as she says this, Oliver begins reaching for a salad sitting on the counter, but Carol makes the boy starve by moving his hand with a, ah, 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 you had your dinner. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. so mean. As soon as the boys walk out, Carol says, Alice, thank you. Hold on, Tech. Sorry. Wait a minute. Sorry. These, I think these notes are fucked up again. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what the fuck? Carol. What? Well, hold on. Carol waits until the second to last episode, but holy shit, she thanks Alice. <laughs> holy shit. 
Wow. So that's confirmed? Yeah. <laughs> Carol adds. <Wow. laughs> Carol adds, these Swedish meatballs smell absolutely delicious. Alice <laughs> says, oh, oh, sorry. That was me, Mrs. Brady. <laughs> Uh, it's because she farted, Tech. Oh, she farted, I see, yeah. I see. Excuse me. That's what she says. Yeah. No, oh, just kidding. Okay. Alice bounces up and down in excitement of actually getting a compliment <laughs> from her boss and says, I got the recipe from Mrs. Gonzalez. Carol, <laughs> sounding surprised, asks, Swedish meatballs from Mrs. Gonzalez? <laughs> Carol takes a bite and says, well, never lost a thing in translation. Just then the doorbell rings. Carol closes the lid on the meatballs and says, I'll get it, Alice, and runs to answer the door. Holy shit. She even went to answer the door, too. Yeah. She's like, I got it. You chill. Scene 16. Out in the living room, Mike has already answered the door for the last time and is greeting everybody by shaking off for the last time. And is shaking everyone's hand, saying, Francis, is nice to see you. Carol comes in to greet them, too, and soon everyone is greeting everyone. It's just, it's pandemonium. It is. It was, <laughs> it was the most chaotic scene ever in the Brady Bunch. <laughs> as soon as everyone is inside, Mr. Matthews declares, well, Matthews the name and pools the game. <laughs> but as he walks in the living room, he seems surprised that Mike didn't take his advice and put it in the middle of the living room. He looks around and asks, Well, where is it, Mike? Mike says, It's out back in the uh, carport. Mr. Matthews, who seems surprised a precious pool table is out amongst the tools and dusty camping gear, has the carport. Mike, looking embarrassed, says, Well, we haven't decided where to put it yet. Besides, out there, all the neighbors can envy us, huh? Mr. Matthews seems pleased as he smiles and says, that's a good idea. He then turns to everyone and says, how about a little pool tournament before dinner, men? Carol, who apparently hasn't been listening <laughs> at all to the conversation, announces, I've got some more d'oeuvres ready, okay? I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, we love you, Samuel. <laughs> but Mr. Matthews keeps that shit in check, saying, you ladies go right ahead. <laughs> Mike, will you lead the way? But Mrs. Matthews shows who wears the fucking pants and mm -hmm. says, Harry, can't you wait? Damn. Then it got like fucking dead silent in there. It did. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So maybe we should be kissing her ass. Right. Mr. Matthews. Begins backpedaling, saying, well, I'm sure Carol doesn't mind. Carol, who looks like she's about to cry, says, no, not at all. <laughs> Mr. Matthews chuckles after seeing he got away, got his way. <laughs> Mike, trying to get out of a sticky situation, says, come on, fellas, we can have hors d'oeuvres out there and drinks later. As Mr. Matthews leaves, he passes his wife, saying, see you later, Francis leaving the women to just stand there smiling at one another. <laughs> hmm. So again, nobody brought their own pool cues because, you know, they're all in the pool. Um, <laughs> yet he's really into pool and Carol pouting is freaking awesome. Like she straight up pouts <laughs> because she can't serve her stupid hors d'oeuvres. Like it was awesome. Hors d'oeuvres <laughs> that she didn't even make. 
She didn't even make them. Right. And yet she's... I have them ready. Yeah. She's like Oliver. You can tell they're in the same family because Oliver's all proud and shit, you know, being all cocky and shit because <laughs> Bobby's good at pool and Carol's the same way. She's all cocky and shit because Alice makes good on nerves. <clears throat> <laughs> I have them ready. I have them all ready for you. Well, Carol, did you make them? No, but I ordered Alice to. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alice is in the kitchen going, oh, she has them ready. And she's not even fucking ready. She's still trying to plate them up and pull them out of the oven. Like, oh, but, oh, no, they're fucking ready, though, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought it was funny because Mr. Matthews got his way. I, just, that was really I like the way he chuckles. He's just like. <laughs> 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 uh, <clears throat> he's such a, he's so fucking annoying. Though. Oh, my God. He's so annoying. <laughs> All right. Scene 17. Out in the carport, we see all the men around the pool table playing a game of pool. As Mr. Matthews leans in to take a shot, the person standing next to Mike leans over to him and says, He ain't too sharp, Mike. The boss hates to lose, and he's not as good as he thinks he is. Hmm. Mike comes back with, Listen, don't worry. He could beat me off using an umbrella open. Wait, no. (laughs) He could beat me using an umbrella as a pool cue open. Just as Mike says this, Mr. Matthews makes the last ball in and says, whoa, okay, feed the kitty. Give me the dime. (laughs) What? (laughs) That sounds like you at the playground. Sorry, I don't know what that means. The loser gives him the dime and says, he's too good for me, fellas. Mr. Matthews raises his voice above the loser and says, all right, all right. Who's the next victim, huh? Hmm. The man talking to Mike fixes his jacket and says, well, I guess that's me, Mr. Matthews. (laughs) As Mr. Matthews lines up the nine ball, he glances at his opponent and says, start digging up that dime, Joe. Mm -hmm. Of course, Mr. Matthews makes the ball in and holds his hand out. The man pays him saying, there you go. He then turns to the rest of the guys and says, looks like there's no beating him, fellas. Hmm. Mr. Matthews then gets cocky saying, maybe Minnesota fats on a lucky night. He then Hmm. turns to the guys and says, next pigeon, please. Mike then hands over his drink saying, Joe, I'm up as he begins to take off his tie. Hmm. So again, why are they all ass kissers? Like even Mike is an ass kisser. I didn't think Mike was an ass kisser type, but. Hmm. Are they really going to, is he really going to fire him because they beat him at pool? Cause he sucks at pool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I asked the same question later when it comes to Bobby <laughs> scene 18, Ooh. still outside in the carport. Mike is lining up the nine ball as Mr. Matthew stands there confident. He's going to miss Mike hits the cue ball completely misses the nine ball. And both men just watch it bounce off the rail a couple of times with Mr. Matthews finally saying, Good try, Mike. Step aside and watch the master drop it. Just then, Bobby comes walking out, hands in pockets to see what's going on. Mr. Matthews lines up his shot and says, watch this one and weep. (laughs) Of course, he makes the ball and says, the winner and still company champion. Mike walks up with a pool cue saying, oh boy. One of the other guys smiles and says, great boss. (laughs) Mike then spots Bobby standing off to the side and introduces him, saying, Oh, gentlemen, my son Bob. 
Bobby shakes hands with the men as they greet him. Mike finally introduces him to Mr. Matthews. Bobby walks over and shakes his hand as well. Mr. Matthew greets him saying, how are you? Good to see you. Bobby then asks Mike, I'm done with my homework. Can I watch? Mr. Matthews immediately butts in saying, yeah, let him watch, Mike. I'll show him some of the finer points of the game. How do you like the table, son? Bobby excitedly says, it's great, and I'm real good at it, too. Mr. Matthews chuckles, turns to Mike, and says, that's what I like in a boy. Self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <clears throat> Bobby goes on saying, I can beat off all my... Oh, sorry. I can beat all my friends and my older brothers and everybody. Mr. Matthews, sounding impressed, says, is that so? Well, how about taking me on? I've run out of competition around here. Bobby looks a little nervous and says, well, I don't think my dad wants me to play. Mr. Matthews turns to Mike and says, oh, come on, Mike. Mike, seeing his boss is okay with it, says, it's all right with me. Bobby says, thanks, dad, and quickly turns to get a pull cue. He then turns to Mr. Matthews and asks, can we play nine ball, Mr. Matthews? Mr. Matthews looks surprised and turns to Mike asking, nine ball? He then turns back to Bobby and says, well, the kid knows the jargon. Will you take it easy on me, will you, son? Say, to make it interesting, how about a little bet? Say, uh, a pack of chewing gum? Bobby turns to Mike to ask permission. Mike says, if you got enough left to your allowance. Mr. Matthews apparently takes this as a yes and turns to Bobby and says, okay, it's a bet. Go ahead. It's your break. Hmm. Where would Bobby know Mr. Matthews from? <sighs> Mike's like, office. But I mean, they've never mentioned him in any episode. <laughs> and as far as we know, his, they, he knows his boss because they went on the boat and stuff, but they've never made any reference to Mr. Matthews. I think they have. I think they have mentioned they? Him, his name a couple times throughout the series, but um, I mean, Mr. Phillips is the one with the boat and all right. that. We know him, but I think they've mm. mentioned Matthews a couple times, but... But second, First like, time I've seen him. where the fuck is Bobby's popcorn? <laughs> He's always eating popcorn. Right. Um, mm. I, I have to give credit to Mike Lucanland, though. I love that he wasn't playing this remotely cocky. Like, he just played it as a kid that really enjoys playing pool. Because I think if he yeah. would have played it cocky, it would have it spun the storyline a different direction. Because then it would have been mm -hmm. Bobby trying to be a little asshole and, like, making Mike's boss look embarrassed. But he just legit enjoyed playing pool with a bunch of grown-ups. Like, he, you could tell he's just loving every second of it. <clears throat> so yeah. the fact that he was so innocent about it at the end, and he, you know, at, well, spoiler alert, when he's so innocent about the at the end, like, I don't know, it just shows that he was just having fun, and it kind of it kind of doesn't give Mr. Matthews a leg to stand on when he starts getting all pissy that he lost some. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like the way they played that. Also, yeah, um, why is Mr. Is Ma why is Mr. Matthews repeating all of Bobby's shots? I mean, cause Bobby, Bobby be like, all right, two oh. ball corner pocket. And he's like two ball corner. pocket. like, why, why do you have to repeat it? Just, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure. It was one of those things that bugged me. <laughs> I guess confirming that he's called the shot yeah. or he has to get the last word in. <laughs> Asshole, Mr. Matthews. <clears throat> it's bad enough. He's taking bets from children. Anyways, scene 19 still out in the carport. The balls are wrecked and Bobby lines up to break. <clears throat> you see that shit? I sound like a like a sports guy, didn't I? Mm -hmm, you oh, did. Yeah. Jenny's going, oh, my dude, Claire. She's sitting there doing that right now. 
<laughs> Mr. Matthews can't help but turn to Bobby and say, say, that was a fine break, kid. Bobby just smiles and looks around, seeing everybody nodding in agreement. Bobby then calls one ball in the corner pocket. As he makes it, all the men begin getting nervous at the thought of their boss losing. Bobby then calls two ball in the side pocket. Of course, Bobby makes it again. Mr. Matthews then gets even more nervous, this time taking off his jacket, <laughs> which Mike takes. He turns to Mike and mumbles, two ball in the side pocket. Bobby then calls three ball in the side pocket. After he makes it, he turns to Mr. Matthews with a smile and says, boy, this is fun. Hmm. Mr. Matthews pulls out his tie and says, yeah, yeah, this is fun. Sure. Hmm. One of the gentlemen then walk up to Mike and says, Mike, if that was my kid, I'd break his arm. Damn. Okay. Pause for a second. Yeah. If some dude said that to me, I would break his face. Like that's such a <laughs> fucked up right. thing to say to somebody. I know. That was pretty rough yeah. too. <laughs> Mike at first looking like he was going to deck him, rethinks it, smiles and says, just luck. Finally, Mr. Matthews has a shot and calls out eight ball corner pocket to which he misses. By this time, Carol and Mrs. Matthews have walked out to where the pool table is. Carol then announces, well, I'm sorry to break this up, gentlemen, but dinner is ready. Hmm. Mr. Matthews, acting like a child and forgetting that he's at somebody else's house, asks, <laughs> can it wait? This is an important match. Mrs. Matthews, who's obviously dealt with this before, scolds him saying, Harry, you can play after dinner. Bobby looks at the pool table, then at Mrs. Matthews and says, oh, it's okay. I can get these two last shots in easy. Bobby then calls eight and nine ball in the corner pocket. Eight first. Bobby then hits the eight ball in, bounces four times before resting behind the nine ball, setting up the next shot. He then makes the last shot in, turns and says, thanks, Mr. Matthews. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Mike stands behind him, beaming with pride. Mr. Matthews sighs and asks, yeah, uh, how many packs of gum do I owe you? Hmm. Bobby thinks for a moment and says, Gee, I don't know. Do you, Dad? Mike turns to his boss and says, oh, forget about it, Mr. Matthews. Mr. Matthews gets wide-eyed and says, no, no, I made a bet. I want to pay it off. All the men then begin smiling and cover their, covering their mouths. Mike, <laughs> Mike then begins thinking out loud, saying, well, you bet on every shot and you kept doubling, right, Hank? <laughs> Hank agrees, saying, right. Mike walks up to Mr. Matthews and says, well, that makes 256 packs of gum you owe Bobby. Mm -hmm. Bobby smiles and says, well, your credit's good. Good night, everybody. As he, as he walks back to the house, Mike then turns to the guys and says, well, let's get washed up. The men agree with Hank saying, let's see what our wives are up to. After they <laughs> leave, Mrs. Matthews points and says, you mean that little boy beat you a pool? <laughs> Mr. Matthews, now with his hands folded, says, so I had an off night. Besides, I couldn't concentrate with all these crickets chirping. Carol <laughs> speaks up and says, oh, Mr. Matthews, I think Bobby beating you was really just pure luck. Right, Mike? Mike, who's been putting his tie on, says, oh, sure, just a fluke. Mr. Matthews finally relents and says, oh, who am I kidding? I was terrible. That kid was great. Francis... <laughs> I want you to telephone first thing in the morning. Find a worthwhile charity to donate my pool table to. Frances's mm -hmm. eyes get big as she looks at Mike and says, thank goodness. 
Now maybe I can get my piano back into the living room. Mike Mm. thinks for a moment and says, Mr. Matthews, with your permission, I have an idea. Let us donate the table to a worthy charity. Mike turns to Carol for support and she speaks up saying, as much as we like it and appreciate the gift, we just don't have the room for it. Mr. Matthews thinks and says, you know, maybe if I practice and got some pointers from the kid, Mrs. Matthews looks disappointed and says, oh, that piano would have looked so perfect right next to the sofa. Mm-hmm. Mr. Matthews, now upset again about losing, raises his voice and says, but I almost beat the boy. He then urges her along and says, what are we waiting for, Francis? Let's eat. And the two of them walk into the house. Carol says, well, honey, do you think you'll be able to get along without it? And Mike's final line of the series, he mm-hmm. says, well, we'll just have to muddle through. Now I can get my car in the garage. As Mike walks off the carport and frame for the last time. Sorry, we needed a moment there. <laughs> um, so, like, is that... I don't know. We've already, I think we've already discussed is a big deal if Bobby beats the boss. I don't well, think I guess so. it's not. So. It depends on how much of a Mamby Pamby little whiny crybaby the boss is. True. But uh, apparently... Thompson or Sinclair, I don't know which one was like, uh, if I was you, I'd fucking break his arm, dude. <laughs> if I was you, I would abuse my kid again. <laughs> like, well, now we know that goes on in your house. You stay away from my kids. <laughs> um, so Mike is all excited. He's like, now we can get the car in the garage. He's <laughs> never once ever put the car in the garage. Never ever. Nope. <laughs> and there's been tons of room. You are completely <laughs> right. <laughs> now, my note says he's rude as hell. So, had Mr. Matthews won, Bobby would have had to buy 256 packs of gum. <laughs> the fuck? Yes. Well, I think uh, if he would have beat him once, it would have been done. So it just would have been one pack. So they played 256 games of pool? <laughs> I love well, how no, it's... No, no, they didn't play 256 games because remember, he kept betting on shots too. Is there another pack of gum says you don't make that. Uh, hey, double uh, or nothing, two more packs. Says, oh, I know, see what you're so. saying. Okay, that makes more sense. But, oh, okay, okay. Um... I love how his wife rubs it in. <laughs> that little boy be you. You must feel so stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also, that's not a garage. Garages have doors. That, that does not have a door. So In walls. <laughs> yep. Scene 20. Out in the backyard, Carol and Alice come walking through the sliding glass door. Carol, looking disappointed, says, oh, no, not again. We then see the same delivery truck pulling into the driveway. Alice speaks up to the delivery driver and says, we just got rid of a pool table. (laughs) Delivery driver interrupts looking at Carol and asking, Mrs. Brady, sign here. Carol, without knowing what it is or how important it is, asks, can't you take those back? (laughs) (laughs) The man smiles and says, afraid not Brady package. Afraid not Brady package? Does that mean something? Well, I mean, he means like Brady Packer, like it's not our package, it's Brady Packers, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that's, gotcha. that's what he said. Like, We don't return Brady packages. <laughs> <laughs> not delivery package, Brady package. <laughs> that's how I do <clears throat> He hands Carol a shoebox size package. She takes it, looks at it, and asks, is this it? Alice <laughs> asks, it's not one of those big cartons? The man simply says, nope, have a nice day, and then gets in the truck to leave. 
Carol then inspects his <laughs> inspects the package. <laughs> I've got a package. Saying, Alice, here's a note. Carol chuckles, prompting Alice to ask, what is it? Carol reads, it's a piece of paper. Like, when somebody <laughs> writes something on it, but it's not important now. <laughs> Carol reads, dear Bobby, here are the 256 packages of gum you won in our pool game. Good chewing, Harry Matthews. Hmm. Oh, I was expecting you to go, I remember when I had a Harry Matthews. <laughs> That's a lame joke. That's a childish joke tech. <laughs> <laughs> Carol smiles, puts the note back and says, That's really nice. So so as as an expert, like was yeah. was that realistic the way they delivered it? <laughs> um yeah, I've had two days um training, so yeah, that was cool. perfect. All right, cool. Just curious. And he is right, you don't return Brady packages. So right anything else you can, but yeah. So are those the same guys that delivered all the like safe detergent too? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the remember. same truck. It looked like the same truck. Huh. Yeah. And that is the end of Mike Brady. Oh. Well, correction. That's the end of Mike Brady in the series. He'll be back. Yeah. Just not in the series. Correct. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. All right. <clears throat> That was a good one. <laughs> All right. So I do have an email to read. Mm. <laughs> Don't worry. So this one comes to us from Cal. Okay. Cal says um, his subject is no love for cousin Oliver. Um, he says, dear Tech and Jimmy, I sense that you guys have no love for cousin Oliver. <laughs> um, you're entitled to your own opinions, but. I don't think the Oliver episodes were really that bad. Personally, I find a lot of the first season hard to watch. The characters were still undeveloped. The chemistry wasn't as magical as the later series. Mm. I like the Cousin Oliver episodes and think people should have more love for them. Anyways, I wrote a little poem to share with you. Aww. And the poem is called, the poem's called Ode to Cousin Oliver. <laughs> it says... There was a time in Brady lore when Bobby and Cindy were cute no more. The series needed something to light a spark. Instead, to many, it jumped the shark. They hired a boy with many a splendor. He looked just like a wee John Denver. The actor's name was Robbie Wrist, but a lot of audience got pissed. He caused lots of trouble. It seemed he was cursed. To me, he was certainly not the worst. Oliver only appeared in the last few vids, but he wasn't as bad as Kelly's kids. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. That, no, was, that, was, that was pretty hilarious. hilarious. That was funny. Yeah, that's, that was that's two poems in one episode. That's awesome. It's a first. <laughs> and then he ends it by saying, thanks again for doing a very Brady podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs> um well, Cal from Minnesota. First off, like me and Tech, we, we and this is ignorance. And I'll be honest, this is ignorance. And I remember as a kid just absolutely despising the cousin Oliver episodes. Like mm -hmm. to me, he was that pain in the ass cousin that still wet the bed that nobody wanted to hang out with. Like <laughs> he was a jinx yeah. and yeah. And that's how we remember. 
that first episode that me and Tech did with Cousin Oliver were just like, here we go. Can't believe these last episodes. I got freaking Cousin Oliver on it. But then the second yeah. episode with Cousin Oliver were like, that kind of felt like a normal episode. Like that wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the next one, we were like, wow, like maybe the Cousin Oliver episode. So, I mean, that first episode, we'll be honest, we hated Cousin Oliver. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> but yeah. after that, we kind of agree with you. Like they weren't really that bad at all. Hmm, um, no. I don't think it was enough to save the series. I don't think the series got gypped by any stretch of imagination, but, um, and I don't think the the series didn't end because of, because, Oh no, so. no, there's no way it ended because of that. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I don't think that was going to save it either. Um, so no. yeah, yeah. Cal, we, we, we kind of agree with you. We're kind of, you know, reformed, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Just like me, you know, or if you follow through the episodes, me being on team on team Jan, like it's same kind of thing. Like I'm kind of reformed. I'm, I don't know if I'm all the way team Oliver, but I, I would definitely, you know, let Oliver be on my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't get picked last in my PE class. Just put it that way. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're playing too. So that's true. Well, if we were playing Red Rover, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I would not pick him. No. All right. So, Cal, thanks so much for sending yeah, that definitely. in. We do appreciate that. That <laughs> poem was actually really funny. <laughs> I liked it a lot. So. It's it's funny so the the bye bye because I've heard from yeah. <laughs> from other people like it just that's one of those things that me and you started doing just. <laughs> just out of the minds of tech and Jimmy kind of thing. And, um, and it's funny how it kind of, how certain things ring with the listeners and like, bye bye. Like that. And the other thing, I think my opinion, the other thing is bing bong. Like that's another one of the, the things that, <laughs> yeah. like I was telling somebody the other day is a lot of the stuff, like we, we quote a lot of movies, but it seems like some yeah. of the most quotable stuff, wasn't from a movie at all. It's just something that came out of our mouth one day. So it's kind of funny the way <laughs> that happened. in your mouth and out it came. Yep. <laughs> Bye-bye. <So. laughs> all right, Cal. Well, you know what we did. We had fun here today. Don't be offended. We do still love the show. We're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. Uh, we would also like to personally thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, mm-hmm. we're talking about Ginny and Jim and all the rest of you guys that that um, mm-hmm. kind of put in your two cents about the future of the show. And um, just know that like me and Tech don't act. Well, I mean, it's not even me and Tech. Tech's the one that a lot of times when you communicate on Patreon, Tech's the one you're literally communicating with. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but just know that it, that wasn't asked as a formality. That was asked because we really value your opinion. And we really, truly wanted to know what you guys thought. And um mm-hmm. You know, if the if and if the the Patreon subscribers was an overwhelming one side, that's what we would have went with. So, just know that it wasn't a formality. We weren't trying to blow smoke up your ass or make you feel good. Like we were legit wanting your opinions. So, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Also, homework assignments. You I, you thought I was going to forget. You were like, oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> he forgot. Nope, and I forget. It's Friday. We're about to get out Hell of here. Yeah. yeah. Homework assignments. You know what I just thought of real quick. What? Next week, they're not going to have any homework assignments, are they? Well, they won't have as much. Okay. We'll go light. Okay. We'll go light on them. Okay. Uh, some homework assignments. First one, check out the website, www.averyreadypodcast.com. And you might be asking, well, what's on the website that I can't find on Facebook? Absolutely nothing. But <laughs> that's not true. Well, <laughs> I mean, we have pictures of their, uh, 
of you and I in there. We have but, pictures of uh, the guests we had on the first season. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a fan of the first season, about them, and yeah. <laughs> if you're a fan of the first season, check out that website. <laughs> <laughs> you mean? Oh, you mean season? <laughs> season Kelly's kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those tax kids. Yeah, that was season one as tax kids. But that's again, that's not ragging on anybody that was on season one at all. No, no, you no, guys no, were no, awesome on season not. one. That's not what we're saying. What's I was on season one, so <clears throat> it was the whole format just mm-hmm. didn't work. But yeah. All right, uh, do a rate and review an Apple Podcast, uh, Podchaser, and Castbox. Tell two friends about the show, and if you don't like it, tell your the Karen next door neighbor you have. I don't know. <laughs> Send an email to the show just like Cal did and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversations and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to be a producer and like to weigh in on what you know the show's future and what we do, go check out Patreon at patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real-time updates, like if we're going to be late or something like that. Go check out theretronetwork.com. That's our parent network. Um, if you like the nostalgic aspect of the show, you'll like the Retro Network because they talk about, well, I mean, they talk about things. If you're an 80s or 90s kid, you'll love the Retro Network. That's really what it's geared towards. Indeed. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And check out our Tee Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this and every episode. And last and certainly not least... You don't do any of these other things. If you're like, you know what? Screw your website. Screw your Instagram. Screw your Facebook. And screw you. <laughs> Just go watch the Brady Bunch. That's all you got to do is go watch the Brady Bunch. And mm-hmm. if you're thinking, man, Jimmy, there's what? A hundred and what'd you say? 117 episodes? 109 episodes? Uh, I forget now. There's, Somewhere. There's over a or- hundred episodes. Where the hell am I supposed to start, Jimmy? Well, there's only one left. So, I mean. It's kind of a dumb thing. But either way, Tax going to tell you, in case you can't figure that out, Tax going to tell you where to start. All right. On the next episode of season five, episode 22, The Hairbrain Scheme, which is the series finale. Not the season. You heard <clears> that right. The series <laughs> finale. The Brady Bunch show series finale. Yep. And it's about Bobby needs money. So we start selling hair tonic. <laughs> Greg decides to buy a bottle right before graduation to help his little brother, but it turns his hair orange. Wow. Orange. Wow. Wow. I mean, I can't imagine. How like awful for him. Like, I mean, would you just, would you just buy sleeping pills or something? Like, like what? Yeah. It's uh, how awful he has to deal with having orange hair. Traumatizing, <sighs> you might say. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah. This episode made me feel good. Made me feel good about myself. And uh, we're gonna get all into that next week. All up in that. Try try being in high school. Yeah. Try being in tenth grade and have people come up going, Dude, you have gray hair. Yes. I know this. Thank you. <laughs> hmm. So yeah. I feel your pain. Mm. I mean, in your late twenties, people going, "The fuck, you got like legit gray hair?" Like, yes. Like, I'm 47 mm. now, and my hair is fucking white. Mm-hmm. Not exaggerating. So, I, I I feel your pain. Yeah, but you just look distinguished. Like, no, I don't. I look old. I had somebody at work <laughs> tell me I look like I'm 70. 
dude, I had somebody at work, <clears throat> my new job. Mm-hmm. I was a, she was my trainer for the day. And um, I was talking about how I put on a lot of weight for my last job. And I was like, yeah, once you get above like 35, weight just kind of sticks with you. And she goes, how old are you? <laughs> and uh, I was like, I was like, well, I think I'm older than I look. And uh, I was like, I'm 46. And she's like, shut up. <laughs> she's like, I swear, I thought you were like 29, 30, maybe. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I think when I shave my head, I think I look younger. When I shave my face and my head, I think I look, I don't know, significantly younger. But when I let my, because all my facial hair is gray and my hair is like fucking white, I, I think I look a lot older than I am. I don't care about gray. I have a little gray in my beard. I really don't care about going gray at all. I mean, obviously anything to get away from the orange hair, right, Greg? (laughs) So, unless you have anything else? No. But I do want to say goodbye to uh, Mike Brady. Yes. I feel like we need like a montage or something, but we didn't put one together, so. Yeah. Hmm. All right, cool. So in that case, I have been Jimmy. And I have been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.